Welcome to the WMBF UK podcast. And welcome back to the WMBF UK podcast with me, Sarah Glanville, as your host. And today I'm speaking to a huge name in the UK natural bodybuilding community. It's WMBF UK judge and athlete Steve Hall. How are you today, Steve? I am warm because, yeah, this heat wave is hitting us. So I'm, I'm a good temperature until I've trained. And then basically yep. I'm like a sweaty mess the rest of the day. And I train relatively early. So it's just like, yeah, I'm a mess now. So I appreciate being invited on. And yeah, I'm excited to talk about this topic. Yeah, me too. I'm so glad you're here. So as we're recording this today, Steve, we are three weeks out from the WNBF UK First Timers and Novice Championships. And it'll be two weeks out when we release the episode. And I really thought this was like the perfect time to have you on to talk us through the judging criteria and to tell listeners about what it is that you look for on stage from our competitors. So for those listening who might not have heard of Revive Stronger and Steve Hall before, can you give us a little bit about you and your competitive background? Yeah, for sure. So um, without it becoming like a complete like novel <laughs> and uh, like background story, I'll try and like make it a little bit faster. So I, I kind of got into, I guess, bodybuilding uh, competitively and also started my career in the fitness industry in 2014. They kind of came together uh, like serendip- serendipitously and it was really nice that that happened. And ever since there, I've just continued doing both and kind of getting my head stuck into both even more. So 2014, I competed as a novice and I had no idea what I was getting into uh, so all these first timers that's kind of where I was although hopefully now with this podcast out there with my podcast now out there like people are much more informed um, but I went into that kind of yeah with my head in the sand not really knowing what to expect at all but even the show day if you've never been to a show I'd never been to a show or anything so I just went in there and I just like as an example of something that the competitors don't want to do don't not shave your armpits <laughs> that's something I did <laughs> the first time I stepped on stage and I got marked down for that the judges marked me down kind of rightfully so I guess because like they don't want to see hair <laughs> under the armpits which uh, I cringe thinking back to but uh yeah so I started competing 2014 just in novice bodybuilding and then my second uh kind of career into bodybuilding was 2017 and I did better. I went into open. I managed to make it to two British finals and placed in, I think uh, my best was uh, third at the MPA. I came fifth at the UK FBA, who was like, I guess, part of the WMBF at the time. And then my last season was 2021, where I managed to make all my way to world with the WMBF and play second uh, in the amateur ranks in the middleweights, which I was really proud about. And uh, I was very yeah. proud to just represent the WMBF and be part of that because I remember back when I was first wanting to compete, it was some Matt Ogus was a big inspiration for me and Team 3DMJ and they very much were like about the WMBF. So to have like taken it to that level and got where I've got to, that was very, very cool. So that was kind of a big summary of my competitive background, at least, and um, my kind of personal background in terms of the industry. So I, I started online coaching back in 2014. I was actually a one-on-one PT for a short period of time. Anyone who knows prep, like I started a career as a one-on-one PT at the same time as going into prep. So I was just knackered the entire time. I was kind of looking forward to clients not turning up and I'm also an introvert. So being introverted and in a big calorie deficit is not a great combination for like being a personal trainer and people doing online coaching at the time. It wasn't like a big industry. And so I just started working with some of the local guys in the area from my gym as well. 
and then that just slowly started growing and kind of that has continued to grow. So we have revived stronger the team. Um, so we have coaches underneath us. I have a business partner, Pascal Floor, and we have the Revive Stronger podcast now, which is like over 350 episodes. It's been going like I think seven years. Uh, it's absolutely crazy, and I get to interview like some of the brightest minds within the fitness space and share that with the world and the kind of get more knowledge out there. So it's, it's been a ride. I can't believe it's been that long. <laughs> and now, like, I feel like I'm one of the like older dogs within that space, which is, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm getting into my mid thirties. So it's coming. <laughs> no, you're, you're definitely the, the OG, I think. Um, so if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't listened to Revive Stronger podcast, you have to, it's literally such a valuable resource for, anyone in the bodybuilding scene and um, natural bodybuilding obviously is, is the is where you compete Steve but you have the top people in the bodybuilding industry um, involved in the podcast which is incredible that's great to listen to so you've also talked a little bit about your competitive background and and you mentioned competing with the WMBF and other natural federations in the UK how did you get involved with judging for the WMBF so I think it was just Andy and or Steph reached out to me afterwards and just were asking if I would be interested in it. And just my immediate reaction, I think anyone who's been competing for a long time is like, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, at the same time, even thinking about every time I judge, like it's quite a stressful, like I, I uh, it stresses me out a lot. I just care so much about being there, being present, seeing everyone, giving everyone, everyone the time and being as objective as I can within a very subjective kind of sport in a way. So yeah, I think Andy just reached out and said, would I be interested? And then we obviously went through some training and things. And then I did the first timers like uh, back last year and uh, it was an experience like nothing else. Again, it was a very stressful experience, but really eye-opening and very enjoyable and also incredibly re rewarding as well at the same time. So I think uh, because I have been in the industry a while, like you said, with the podcast. I also kind of have clients compete. And so I, in some ways, judge them. And I look at the lineups that they go into. And I kind of have an idea of where I think they should be placing within that. So I have some experience on that side. And then having competed for so long and been to so many shows and obviously taking it to Worlds, I think that gave me somewhat of a I guess, CV of experience to be able to be a decent enough judge, at least in Andy's eyes. And then I, I got tested. It is a bit of a test uh, becoming a judge because... They kind of look at all your scores and make sure you're not too out of line with everyone else. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's it's kind of a little bit daunting the first few times. Yeah, so I'm really keen to touch on that. My understanding is that as part of the WMBF UK judging panel, you go through like comprehensive training. So you mentioned you have to compare each other's scores and stuff. So how does that work? So, yeah, when um, before, actually, we just recently had our, I guess there's some new judges and we just had like our team call just recently. And so I didn't go through the training that I had last time already, but there were some updates to like um, some of the men's physique categories and things, which was really good to hear about and understand. And just, uh, I guess, some lessons learned from last time shared with everyone. So that was great, like that continual almost education as a judge. Yeah. Uh, but the first time they kind of take you first of all through what's expected you as you are oh, sorry expected of you as a judge so I, I don't know if many people really think about it but you have to you can't just be I don't know talking loads of crap online and like yeah. I don't know be, not representing the WMBF well because now as a judge you are seen as part of that team so you have to represent them well and kind of like when you're giving even feedback to people like you can't be rude you need to talk about yeah. us as the judges you can't out other judges so you just need to be a professional within the space uh, and like 
I guess, be yeah, well-rounded individual in, on that front. So that was kind of part of the training because I think it's just important to have that awareness as an individual because you kind of, I guess it's like a, a business that an individual is running. You can't yeah. then just put all your personal political beliefs on this like business page. It's kind of yeah. like you have to have that awareness that you're now represented the WMBF. And then we basically just walked through kind of every criteria, sorry, every category, kind of what the rounds in terms of judging were, what the criteria is, what that means, given some examples as well of all of those. And then um, Andy took me through some scenarios. I think I actually ended up doing like a one-on-one -on -one session with Andy because I couldn't make one of the other ones. <laughs> so I had like special attention. So uh, yeah, he would take me through like, okay, so we've got these this lineup of men here. Let's go through a symmetry round. How would you judge these? And I would do that and then give him my answers. And then he would compare to his as a head judge and he's judged loads of times. So again, you kind of want my scorecard to somewhat look familiar to similar to yeah. his. And then we went for like a muscularity and conditioning round and kind of where was my judging there. And they would do that on like for different categories. So you had some kind of practice there. And so that was that was really great to kind of see and hear kind of what they're looking for, because every federation as people will know are looking for different things you already know yeah. this with bikini it's like yeah how much condition do they want what poses do mm -hmm. they want what kind of look do they want it, it can be vastly different so it's it's fundamentally so important especially as a judge to know exactly what the WMBF kind of are looking yeah. for with each category so we do that and then also uh taught us about the scorecard uh, i had don't think i'd ever seen a scorecard till i competed in 2021 actually where the WMBF actually shared their scorecards yeah. which is really interesting to see also slightly gutting to see on my behalf because I saw how far behind I was <laughs> from the top three where I came fourth. Uh, but still, it was really interesting to see an eye opening to see, okay. And I'd love to have seen even more detail, like, okay, how did I fare in the symmetry round versus the muscularity round? I kind of have an idea. Uh, but that was great to see because essentially, for those that don't know, you have like a top set, well, top six that you're looking for within the round or the category. And uh, then you have seven and everyone's a seven after that which is kind of in a sense harsh, but the, when you have 20 people on stage or what have you, it's, it's impossible to try and rank yeah. every individual person. Uh, it would just kind of get, get to the point of kind of almost pointless at that stage. So yeah, you kind of score them one through six and then you kind of tot up the scores. Who's got the lowest score? That's kind of your winner there. There can even be like breaking points where I don't know if one person posed slightly better if they were matched and that person gets it. So that was really interesting to get those insights and like, okay, I've been on stage, I've been under the lights, looking at the judges, smiling away, seeing them like jotting things down on like <laughs> cards, looking up and being like this, like, what are they doing down there? And so it was great to get those insights. And then also just kind of some tips about judging. That was like the final thing. I think going into that without having so had some of those tips is challenging. So just in terms of you don't have a lot of time when you're down there to make your, again, judgments on people on stage. So you need to be like, this is why it was stressful, particularly the first time, because I'm like looking the whole time. I'm like, oh, no, I need to put something down. Like, OK, <laughs> let's balance this out. And then trying to make notes on people as well, because you might shuffle things around. Your kind of the, the head judge might pull out like the first call out. And it might be different to how you had it. And then you have to kind of reassess your thoughts. So I uh, got a lot of respect for the judges having gone through the training, but then actually doing it. <laughs> yeah. And I guess it's like anything, the more times you do it, the easier it kind of easier in a sense I guess it becomes the more kind of intuitive it becomes and actually that was one of the tips as well as like as a judge you have lots of experience you kind of can probably see in a lineup to some extent like you'll trust your gut in a way because again I try and make it as objective as possible but sometimes you just like okay I can see that guy's got like symmetry 
like he's winning that yeah. round what have you that sort of thing so yeah that was what the training was like um it was a good like couple of hours of training so it was very comprehensive the guys yeah. did a great job honestly every time I hear about the the judging and what goes into it I am glad it's not my job actually at the moment because it sounds mega it sounds like there's just so much going on and I do know myself standing on stage when you're standing up next to people like you're very conscious that there's loads of you to try and get the attention of the judging panel so I can imagine it's it's hard to try and see everyone and give them their time and give them their space but I know it's something that the WNBF UK is really passionate about is making sure that everyone has their time to shine and everyone gets an opportunity to be seen by the judging panel yeah, um, do you want to judge in future is it something you just want to try I maybe would I maybe would um I have another job this year that's not judging um do you know what I'm doing no I don't I'm hosting the evening show oh that makes sense <laughs> Yeah, yes, that's awesome. That's gonna yeah. be yeah, that'll be cool. That will also yeah. be stressful. <laughs> yeah, definitely sort of stressful. It's me and Dave Langsdale, so we can uh, bounce okay, off each cool. other, and you know I can hide if something goes terribly wrong. But it'll be fine. It'll be fun. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's it looks like you guys have a lot to think about and work out. And just to um, confirm, my understanding is that you guys would share all the scores that they you know once the round has finished and once you guys are quite happy that you've all just happy with the scores that you have you'll compare each other's scores and is it kind of like an average is that how it works out yeah 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 it gets averaged out at the end so uh, actually the way Andy described that was it kind of gives some judges a bit of an it gives you a bit of an insurance because I don't know if you were a little bit off like you can kind of rely on the rest of your judging panel to really be on that sort of thing because inevitably there's human error there's like it, it's a fast paced yeah. like just event so by kind of yeah putting them all together you get like if there's seven judges for example like you just get the average there and it, it, it tends to work itself out right at the end so yeah that's that's how you and like I said before you shouldn't have someone like saying someone's in fifth and another judge has the most of the judges have them first that's like oh that's a bit off but you might have yeah. like it could be really tight it often is very tight between people on your own judging card and then even like the head judge might have to make a call between two people yeah yeah it sounds it sounds as fair as it possibly can be though and it will be really obvious if you have someone who scores like way off um so yeah that's really interesting I think that the thing to do now would be for you to talk us through the judging criteria. Um, so you mentioned three different rounds. Do you want to go in a yep. bit more detail into that? Yeah, so I kind of frame this with, uh, I, I think about figure, fit body and bodybuilding. They are quite similar in the way that they're judged in that they have like a symmetry round where we're looking at balance, proportion. We're looking at this like X-frame physique so you want to have you don't have like wildly massive upper body and like barely any legs you want to have like everything wants to be with it on a level you want to have a nice small waist if possible or as uh, as best of illusion as you can have for that because i know as someone talking with a wide waist i know what <laughs> i can do to try and pose that and also like bring up delts lats quads this sort of thing and have as nice of an x frame as you can and um, kind of pose to that and manage your kind of off seasons to bring up muscle groups to kind of develop that as much as possible and then you have this muscularity or muscle tone round, depending on the kind of category out of those we're talking about. But that's talking about like, okay, for that round, kind of what level of condition are we looking for? Because it can differ uh, between the, the ones that I talked about, like figure is going to be quite a bit softer than bodybuilding. And then like fit body is somewhere in between those. So um, 
like for a bodybuilder, obviously there is no limit to condition. You want to be as conditioned as possible without sacrificing muscularity. So it's like a combo score for those. And then like, that's a step back with fit body. So you want maybe some vascularity, some muscle separation, but not like striated muscles and dry muscles like you might in bodybuilding. And then you have figure, which is again, like a step a little bit softer than what the, uh, the uh, fit body guys are, but uh, not as like soft as maybe bikini is and more muscle than bikini and like generally broader shoulders, like more of a V taper, more general mass and a bigger frame for those guys. So yeah, like there's a category, especially for the women there, like there's a category for everyone, Yeah, uh, which is awesome. And then they also have their routine or their walk, depending on the category there as well, which, like I said, if there's a tiebreaker, maybe you kind of, one person poses better, they show off their, their strengths better, they hide those weaknesses in that period of time, or they just come out in that evening portion, just like, okay, they're on, they overall for the like portion of the day have looked and presented a better overall package. But that's not necessarily going to like count as much as the, the previous kind of um, like sections within the judging. So that's something that was really interesting to me because as a bodybuilder, I'd always just judged like, like I just scored them first, second, third, fourth, like on the day looking at them. Whereas yeah. now I'm thinking, okay, actually I have to separate you guys symmetry, ignore your muscularity and ignore your condition. Although obviously muscularity will influence that, but condition won't, you could be wildly unconditioned, but have, uh, well, softer than you maybe want to be for the, for the category, <laughs> but like yeah. a very good um, symmetry there. So it was very interesting seeing that kind of um, judged in separate rounds. And that's, a, uh, Andy has said it before, that's a mistake people make all the time where they kind of judge condition within the symmetry round, which you shouldn't really be doing. So that was really interesting to see. And then you have uh, bikini and you have men's physique, which I kind of couple because they're kind of judging is done quite similarly, where you have the kind of fitness and balance portion, which is very similar to symmetry. So you're looking for like, with both rounds, actually, with both of them, like capped shoulders, like a, generally a small waist, the men's physique guys, obviously like thick, like blocky abs, um, having that really great V taper. They want to be filling out their shorts and everything. They want massive calves. Like it's all being judged now. Um, the guys there, yeah, they're, they're almost bodybuilders in, um, in basically swim in board shorts. shorts so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, the legs need to be pushing out on the board shorts now. So you, you quite literally are in that sense. But um, for those guys, it's also encompassing the stage presentation. So that comes down to like, even their like persona on stage, their smile, their energy, their hair, their makeup, that sort of elements as well. And then they have their walk that they do as well, which gets judged and their overall appearance during that period of time. And then you'll know like the bikini girls. So they're looking for like this nice, like elongated physique. So quite different actually from the more muscular um, other categories where there may be much broader and things, but for bikini, it's a softer look, but still, I mean, you'll know this again, like they're coming pretty lean. It's still like, if you want to get that kind of glute ham tie-in as people call it, yeah, uh, that can be a challenge to balance that without getting like vascularity in ages in, sorry, vascularity in some of the muscle groups or separation in some of the muscle groups. So you want kind of like tight abs, like having a, some lap development, having like those nice shoulders on there and then obviously good glute development and leg development overall, but not as large as what the figure yeah. categories are going into, which I know that's a venture for you as well. So it's yeah. men's physique used to be that stepping stone, but now, cause they're so big, <laughs> it's not men's physique into bodybuilding. It's like, they're the same, but bikini yeah. is like a nice stepping stone into if you eventually want to go into the other categories, at least the way I see it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, like you've, you've mentioned, like there's, 
different place for everyone to stand especially on the on the female side of things that like you've got that different levels almost like in terms of size and um and condition for me personally I love what you said there about like bikini and being like a real kind of um what was the word you used like elongated elongated yeah. <laughs> uh, physique um and I think that my muscularity was right probably for bikini last year but my frame I am not an elongated physique I'm a broad girl so that's the kind of what led me to just leaning into that and making a move into that that class that has more of the the x frame because it's leading to what my that was feedback that I got right which is yeah. what you guys are good at doing is giving feedback and I'm able to move my bodybuilding in a direction that's suited to my strengths I guess um, yeah yeah I think that's that's so great for, for the women particularly yeah. because you don't quite have that on I don't know how you could have that on the men's side uh, I'm not sure what category that would be it'd have to be a new one where mm -hmm. the guys who are have not the great like clavicle width and small waist but that's definitely a strength of yours like absolutely yeah I even see, saw it as, as well when you were doing bikini but yeah. you had you scored so well on some of those other elements like that stage presentation things like this that energy you brought so yeah you'll see yeah I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to step into figure which I think is a really cool category yeah I'm excited I mean I guess I'm interested so you with your background now and having an understanding of what happens on the judging panel and how much how the rounds are judged differently does that change how you feel like you'll present yourself next time you stand on stage uh, yes for sure <laughs> uh, I'm going to take even more attention to my posing uh, mm -hmm. particularly in the kind of symmetry round which actually I'd, yeah I don't know if I mentioned that in terms of like it's easy to explain for bodybuilders like you have that symmetry round and then you have a muscularity round so the symmetry round is like your quarter turns like your front side rear relaxed and then you have like your front double biceps you go for all of those and the three categories the figure fit body and bodybuilding they all have those kind of muscularity rounds but the posing is all different so definitely people need to like look up on the WMBF website and be sure that you know what poses you're meant to be hitting yeah uh, because that's important but yeah so not so much it's interesting because some people will talk about the muscularity rounds and be like they're trying to aim for symmetries you're in those and I'm like but that's not actually being judged you actually want to show off muscularity and condition during those so but I think still if if you can hit it more like an x-frame it's going to benefit you but particularly for me for my um kind of the relaxed rounds when I was hitting my front relaxed it, it's my weakest shot it's the one that I think is honestly most important and that's been emphasized through judging as well how important that shot is I need to, uh basically the biggest change I'm making is shoving my hips as far back as possible yeah anything that's further away people will know this when you try and out angle people the nearer you are to the camera the bigger you're going to look yeah. <laughs> similar the further something's away from the judges the smaller it's going to look so really shove my hips back and I've just in this off season been plowing away at things that are going to help width and uh, give me that illusion of some sort of shape so yeah. yeah it's uh it's been great on that front especially to learn that and also apply that to clients as well yeah um also I guess we're kind of going off script here with the question sorry Steve um but That's with right. the <laughs> with how important the feedback element is like how do you find I mean I know you think it's a positive all the feedback that you get through the scorecards that the WMBF UK offer but how do you feel when people come to you and ask for feedback personally because they do offer that as well alongside the scorecards yeah it's a it's a really tough one because at that stage you're basically it's funny because I'm like I'm basically coaching people now because that's yeah. what you do as a coach <laughs> like you give feedback uh and it's a tough one because I try and split it into uh, long term and short term well first of all if someone comes to me for feedback on the day 
it very may well be that I can't remember them because I'm not generally looking at faces very much. It's more so looking at the physique, of course. So the chances are when they're clothed and everything, like I got no idea. So I generally will say like, if they can provide me some photos, like if there's just a camera there, that, that'd be great. And then I can kind of give them feedback because I don't need to like see them on stage with everyone else to give them feedback there. I can literally see photos and kind of give them feedback. So that's one thing. If people do ask for feedback on the day and they feel disappointed that that judge can't give them immediate feedback, just kind of recognize that we're seeing like hundreds of physiques on stage and it, it can be really hard to, and it, to be honest, I might be making something up if I was just to give it you there. Yeah. It'll be better for me to get some photos and then I can come back, recollect my thoughts, give you some written feedback over on Instagram or whatever platform. So that's the first thing. But then, yeah, I, I kind of split it into short-term feedback and long-term feedback because I don't see it as helpful telling someone they need to grow muscle when <laughs> they like have another show in like a month's time or something because it's like, yeah. hey, realistically, we're natural bodybuilders here. We're natural physique competitors. We're not growing any muscle. So that's more in my long term. So if I'm like, okay, so if they were me giving myself feedback, I'd be like, so in the short term, you can work on your posing to try and give the illusion of a smaller waist here because you score down in symmetry. But in the long term, to work on that symmetry, you need to bring up your delts, your kind of lats here. You need to work on your quads. So I would like muscle growth and things to work on in terms of weaknesses in the long term, I'd kind of give that as a separate recommendation to the short term. So easy things like posing. Although it's not great to have to work on your posing, it's great as a judge to be able to give that because they can immediately level yeah. themselves up. Uh, condition, again, that was I think that was tough for you because you were already quite conditioned at like the stage that we judged you at like the first time. So then you had a whole season ahead of you. So that's tough um, when you're already conditioned enough. But if you're not, and say it was a qualifier, that's perfect. Maybe you, you played your cards right. Now you can get leaner for finals, bring that extra level of condition. I've been beaten by guys who I was more conditioned and beat them in qualifiers, but then they brought that extra condition at finals and they wiped the floor with me. So like, uh, it, it's absolutely a, a great way to go. Um, and then like, I have seen judges try and give feedback on like peaking and stuff like this, but I think that's really challenging because yeah. people are so different and that's a very like, small thing I'd have to ask quite a lot of questions like how was your hydration did you cut water these might be some things that I do if I clearly saw like a bodybuilder or some of the the uh, bigger categories and they had like no vascularity and they just looked super flat on stage I might be like did you peak for this what did you do um maybe look at that because it looks like yeah. you have the condition there you just didn't quite show off on the stage so yeah that's some of the feedback I'd be trying to give yeah yeah that's great and it's honestly like such a valuable resource as a competitor um like, like I've just said like I know you're obviously shaping your off season probably a lot off of your own perception but I'm sure that you asked for feedback after your um season the year before I've done the same and it's changing the direction that I'm taking my uh, training and my bodybuilding it's such a valuable resource like I, I would encourage anyone to reach out to the panel and it's lovely people like you Steve that that yeah. want to answer and get to answer um so I would encourage them to to reach out if they have any questions or want more detail than the scorecard offers any but part of the, the feedback I love giving the feedback because the experience itself is incredibly rewarding like seeing people on stage like crying with like happy tears and even and actually more rewarding for me because I've been there more times than I would like is not placing or not getting the placement I would like and just being super happy for the other competitors like there'd be people at the back of the stage that haven't actually placed but they've had such a great day such a great experience they're all winners in my eyes and they're congratulating the winners there and they're not like holding grudges it's like I love that about the WMBF the energy and vibe it brings because 
it's nothing worse than like not placing and then like you're like man why have i dieted all this time like didn't have a great day i just want to give up this sport it's terrible what have you so yeah. it's so rewarding to see that like like it literally i had like uh, my hairs were like on end when i was seeing some of the like rewards being given out because it was so humbling to see it and that's part of the feedback too is like when people reach out to me it's such an honor because it's kind of giving back uh to the to the like natural bodybuilding scene yeah. and to be able to help people in their like future competitive like season like it, it's so awesome to be able to do that so yeah that's the only i just wanted to say how it, it's so rewarding being a judge yeah it's fantastic i can imagine um and i love that the opportunities that the wmbf offer us as athletes to be involved in the sport in other capacities other than just to stand on the stage and, and standing on the stage is what we're all here for let's be serious that's the, what we continue to turn up for but to have other opportunities to give back to the sport as you said and to help build community which is the way that i almost see it is um it's phenomenal it's, it's such a great opportunity to be involved in a federation that offers that yeah I, I i don't know if this i can say i wonder if your experience was the same but the um, wmbf worlds when we went to vegas it's still like in the top three highlights of my life like it might yeah. be number one <laughs> like it, yeah. it was incredible to be there and just like seeing that like you see the olympia and how that's all blow like huge again in vegas but to like have our own like version of that and have yeah. so many competitors and like it's and it's everyone's building one another up especially because you have your UK team so mm -hmm. that's nice because typically bodybuilding is such an isolated sport and very selfish at times so when yeah. you have a group of you that are like building one another up it's very unique and on show day like when people are coming together and helping yeah. everyone out it's it's great yeah I literally had lost my voice by the time I went on stage because bikinis <laughs> always last right but the amount yes. of like screaming that I was doing for the other guys that were there for like I had no voice by the time I went on stage because it is it's like the ultimate team atmosphere and to get to go travel the world doing a sport that you're so passionate about that you dedicate so much time to with a group of people who are like the only people that actually get it because you know people outside and you know family and friends who are not in the sport like they just don't get it the same but it's such a unique experience and yeah I would say it's one of my highlights as well um last year cool. so before we finish up is I wanted to ask you what your advice would be for first our first time in novice competitors who are getting ready to compete in a few weeks time yeah for sure so the first thing I would say is and I'm sure they have this but if they don't definitely have a plan so yeah. I would say tr try and have a plan, obviously, in these final weeks of what you're trying to do. If you are doing a peak week, again, like work with your coach or what have you, like have that planned out so you know what you're doing, you know what you're expecting. Um, this is, I guess, going outside maybe my scope here, but I would avoid doing anything crazy in the lead up yeah. to it. Like don't try anything um, that, again, you haven't experimented with before because it's just not worth it at this point. Hopefully you've got yourself lean enough. You're already looking great. So like the peak week, if you're doing one, it's just the final touches and then have a plan for show day too. So, uh, and have backup plans like food wise, like if, like, like you said, bikinis always on last, you might think you're going to be on it four. it might end up being six. So just have a plan and know that on show day, like you've done everything you can and like nothing should go wildly weird or wrong on show day. There's no big stresses. Um, our bodies are very good at like just holding like a look like you don't have to stress and look at your physique all the time and yeah just kind of chill know that you've again have that plan allows you to relax on show day so you don't have to worry about things as much and then on the show day try and again try and relax as best you can 
uh, enjoy the day, like watch the other people on stage when you're not having to be there. Do like watch the clock and watch when your category is going to be on so you don't miss that and you're rushing to get on stage and miss your opportunity to get a pump up if you need one um, because that's important. And uh, then just kind of be confident again in that knowledge of you've had the plan, you've executed the plan, you've done everything you should have. So now you can go on stage and be like poised, present, bring energy. Like you said, try and get the eye of the judges. <laughs> Don't go wild on stage. Like do something yeah. silly, <laughs> but bring kind of energy smiling. Don't kind of look drawn out, like really like sad that you're there and everything. Try and enjoy that process because I mean, that's why you did it in the first place. Right. So yeah, that would kind of be my general advice for people who are leading into this. For sure. I think that's stellar advice. I think that's stellar advice. I'm sure that the guys have got a lot from that. Is there anything else that you would like to cover off before we finish up? No, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> I think, I think, yeah, I just think, uh, I guess I would really just say, uh, again, as this, this is almost embarrassing as a competitor to say this, but not often have I actually gone onto the website, reviewed exactly the criteria from like, I know at the the first, when I competed in 2021, they wanted like black trunks in the um, morning show and then like yeah. different colors could come in the like evening show when you're doing your posing routine. Luckily I had both available, but like that was just luck. So just little things like that. Not that that's necessarily gonna be a game changer for you, but especially like the men's physique stuff, like I said, the, the posing criteria slightly just changed recently. So just have a read, go on the website, it doesn't take long. And if you've read that, you're confident in it, like that that's, excellent and then again pose for it because like every category like i said in different federations you can't rely on the fact that that posing is going to be what you require for this for, yeah. for the wmbf so go on the website check all that out once you've read it over it's not a ton of stuff to read over either i think even on their youtube channel where this will be um, there's like videos where they have people going through the poses which is excellent uh so yeah just so that you can be as like ready and uh, for stage as possible yeah, for sure. I think that as well as the website, Steph sends out athlete packs. So you get like a pack that gets in your emails and it's got all that. It's got links to the website, links to the YouTube. Use all the no resources excuse. that you've got. Yeah, there's no excuse. Um, but yeah, I think any question that you have should be in that pack. And if it's not in the pack, then reach out and to the Instagram or email them and they'll, they'll come back to you with an answer. Okay, I think that's us. Um, Steve, thank you so much for talking with me and thank you to everyone listening at home. I'll be back in a few weeks time with episode 12 of the WMBF UK podcast and it'll be the last episode just before our first timers championships. Until then, thank you again, Steve, and thanks to everyone at home and listening. We'll be back in a few weeks. This has been the WMBF UK podcast. Check out CNPR sponsors and sign up for our events at WNBFUK.com.